0: Wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. As always, I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and welcome to episode 38. That's right, episode 38. We're going to get right into it. We do have the live feed going as well on Facebook. As per usual, I'm going to stop explaining that at the top of every show because it's pretty much the norm these days. I'm sure Bridget will be joining us uh momentarily to keep me in line as per usual uh which is a good thing this week because i'm exhausted from the holiday last week thanksgiving and i'm exhausted from my daughter running around like crazy uh for the past few days and in addition to that i am drinking a stronger beer this week haven't had too many beers like last week but it's a little bit stronger uh so you know things happen things go off the rails. yeah i don't know we'll see what happens uh but let's get right into it with the opening social plugs as always as always, you can find us on pretty much every platform—not even close to every platform—but you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/go tell to the wall. Also, follow us on Twitter at tellthewallpod or follow at magicmuppet. Uh, that is my personal Twitter account, uh, and of course, the YouTube channel which you can also hook up with subscribe all the good things check that out uh, and just search go tell to the wall on YouTube and most importantly your central hub for everything for all those things that I just mentioned would be seanororklive.com you will find links to all of those things as well as some other content on the website pictures videos and all that kind of good stuff Uh, and you can of course reach out to us Via that website, which you can do, also do on Facebook and stuff. We get more messages on Facebook really uh, than anywhere else, and a little bit on Twitter, uh, and also on Potomatic, which is our host. and And I haven't mentioned that in a while. If you if if you're listening to the podcast, or you're only watching on, especially if you're only watching on Facebook Live, or if you only watch on YouTube, please, 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 please subscribe to our podcast. Preferably, subscribe on Google Play Music. Just search "Go Tell it to the Wall" or on. Uh, I, I I keep wanting to say iTunes, but now they call. Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just search Go Tell It's the Wall there as well. Uh, and of course, we want to give some love to uh, to where we host the actual podcast, which would be Podomatic. So just look, you can look at podomatic.com. They have an app and all that good stuff. Uh, or if you don't like any of those, just look up our, our podcast on, on whatever you're using for your podcast consumption. Uh, either way, just make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That helps us grow, uh, share, tell your friends all those good things. And, and we just, we will continue to grow. Uh, and we're actually seeing kind of exponential jumps the past couple weeks, and I think the website is really helping that, as well as YouTube and and kind of all the other places we're putting out that content. So thank you to all of you for continuing to share all of that as well. Uh, A couple things, and we're going to talk more about a couple of these things, but I just wanted to start the show off with them. This week is Jimmy V. Week in honor of Jimmy Valvano and in honor of the Jimmy V foundation for cancer research i'm going to talk a little bit more about that when we get to sports Uh, but just if if you're not aware of that be ready that it's something very important it's something i don't want to call it near and dear to me but it's something that i find important and every year i talk about it we're going to talk about it a little bit more when we get to sports uh, because and it's not all about sports it's obviously about cancer research but jimmy valvano uh, was a college basketball coach and i'll get into a little bit more of that once we get to that point in the show as well uh, and I just want to give a quick update on Alec. Alec Rosenberg. Uh, he, we've been following him along. John and and his and his wife are very good friends of mine. His wife Amy, uh, and their other two kids as well. Really, his, and his brother and sister-in-law are are incredibly good friends of mine. That's why we've been following him. He's actually back home now, um, in New York. He was he was at a, a rehab facility in upstate New York, and now he is back home in New York, I believe, Long Island. I don't know New York that well, uh, but he's he's now recovering at home, doing really really well, um, and and we'll continue to follow his progress. But luckily now he is at is at home in his own bed, able to kind of you know go through his own routine and everything. I mean he's only six, so. He, routines you know like I have a routine but and, and I'm sure six-year-olds do too but um but it's still better for him to be in the home as opposed to you know laying in a hospital bed laying in a rehab facility whatever it is uh so congrats Alec we are we're all hoping for the best for you and and following you along um as you get better and as you as you're learning to use your legs uh more efficiently and all those good things and we'll continue to follow that kind of over the next few episodes um and that's like I said really because Alec is one of my favorite kids. Uh, around and and that's why we continue to uh, uh, that's why we continue to uh, to talk about him and support him and send our thought thoughts and prayers. I I, I hate that all, and because I do like sending thoughts and prayers, but it's become so stigmatized uh, simply because here is an here is an instance where we can just send thoughts and prayers because uh, there's no action that that I can give right now you know they had a gofundme page and and we promoted that and people donated uh, but right now there's no action we can give so all we can do is send our thoughts to them you know so it's so stigmatized but it's one of those weird things where sometimes it's okay to just send thoughts and prayers you know good vibes whatever it might be uh, in in a certain direction this would be one of those Uh, and one more thing for the opening I just want to give everyone a heads up the holidays are coming up It is November 30th today that we're recording this. Those of you that only listen to the actual podcast, don't watch the live feeds, you're going to be getting this on uh, December 1st, Uh, but we are getting into the month of December. Uh, I have a one-year-old at home, I have a wife, I have family coming into town, all kinds of crazy stuff, so there's a good chance, uh, and I'll tell you right now, in two weeks, we're, we're Probably most definitely missing that podcast, uh, but we may miss one or two in December. So just be aware of that if you listen, if you watch on the live feeds, and if you're wondering and looking. I actually have a good friend who we missed a week, and he he called me and he's like, "Why was your pot?" And I was like, "No, I sometimes we miss a week. <laughs> like it happens." Uh, but because of the holidays, we may miss a week, uh, week or two at the most. It's it's going to be two at the most. So just kind of prepare yourself for that. I know you're all going to be disappointed if we do miss one, but it'll be okay. And I'm promising you we will have the, uh, uh, the, the highly anticipated first annual Go Tell Us The Wall Christmas special at some point in December. just haven't figured out when we're going to do it. I've even got my little Charlie Brown Christmas tree here in the studio. i got to move it over. I should have put it in the, the camera. You know, exhausted. Exhausted this week. I did not set up the studio well enough. Um, but we will be having that Christmas episode. So, so fear not, Wall fans. Lots of good stuff coming. But just be aware in, if we miss a week or two here in December, it is because it's the holidays. You know, and instead of listening to podcasts, because you should always listen to my podcast and always listen to Go Tell Us The Wall and always go to the YouTube channel, all those good things. However, when it's the holidays, especially if you have kids and family and stuff, it's okay. You know, go spend some time with family. I'm kidding. You should still listen to the podcast. Listen to it with family, especially if they are Orange Menace supporters. (laughs) That could be fun. That could be a lot of fun, actually. (laughs) All right, let's move on to some social stuff. Ah, uh, I've got some social, I think I feel like is where we're going to rant a little bit this week. Now, I talked last week uh, on episode 37 about the, uh, I can't even remember the guy's YouTube channel, but there was a guy that had the YouTube channel where he was just blatantly abusing his, his kids, single father abusing his kids and, and just and utilizing that for YouTube and internet fame. And YouTube caught up with him and and deleted a bunch of his videos, and then he took all of his stuff down eventually. Well, YouTube kind of delved further into this. I, I spoke about it last week that they updated their terms and conditions. Well, over the past week, they delved further into this to the point where they're really, really removing a lot of stuff. Because what's happening on YouTube, if you're not aware, is a lot of YouTube uh, uh, contributors are creating content that revolves around, like, cartoons or kids stuff, but really isn't geared toward kids. It's adult. Themed, you know, stuff, but it's a cartoon. Maybe it involves some some Disney characters or or other cartoon characters that kids are usually watching on TV or really even on YouTube or somewhere else on the internet. But it's not content, finger quotes on the content uh, that you'd want your kids watching. It's really not. So YouTube's catching up with all this, and, and they call it the creepy kid problem, uh, which is this, this term is being thrown around quite a bit. The creepy kid problem. But what they did over the past week or so is they removed. The ads, because a lot of times they'll leave the videos up, but they're not going to monetize them. If you're not, I'm not going to get into all the monetization on YouTube. It's, I'm still really wading through all of it. Um, but they've, they've removed the ads from over 2 million videos. And on top of that, they've removed the ads from 50,000 channels on YouTube. Uh, and it's amazing, because really when all this stuff was coming out, we're realizing how bad it really, really was. And when you think about it, it makes sense. This is a public platform. I mean, think about the stuff that comes out on Twitter, on Facebook, and everywhere else. You're going to get the same thing on YouTube. People can put up whatever they want. And there's standards and all this other kind of stuff with YouTube, and they make you click on the little thing, you know, do you accept the the user agreement and all this other stuff. Uh, But really, when it comes down to brass tacks... It's, it's all an algorithm. It's all an algorithm that is that is pulling this stuff off, that is alerting YouTube, that is making them able to remove ads from these things, to remove these channels, whatever it might be. But at the same time, there's billions of people in the world. So they're constantly putting new content out there. You know, So even if you remove, let's say YouTube goes through and they're able to remove everything today. Everything that's questionable is removed today. Tomorrow, Millions more of it more of those that kind of content goes up more of those kind of videos go up on YouTube So what that brings me to and especially especially if you have if you're a parent now I implore all of you out there keep in mind YouTube is not for kids. It is not for kids now There's kid content on there. I mean trust me. I worked for the mouse for a long time We we pushed a lot of content to YouTube And in fact to the point where we had people monitoring comments and everything else to keep it kid-friendly however these people that are putting out those those creepy kid videos and all that other good that that other good stuff that other crazy stuff, they're not thinking like that. You know, they want to shock. They want this to be out there for what it is. So keep that in mind if you have kids or if you know kids or anything, whatever it might be. Re- remember, you can run into some crazy stuff on YouTube. It's just like the internet. I used to joke with a friend years ago. Uh, you know, I mean, the internet had been around for a long time. We're talking early two thousands, uh, and and we had another mutual friend that would constantly find like conspiracy theories and like every day it was something new that's bad for you that's bad for you I read on the internet that's bad for you and it was ridiculous and I said to him one day I was like you know what I'm pretty sure if you spent the time and searched on the internet you will find you will find a place that says water is bad for you you should not drink water it will kill you air is bad for you oxygen is bad for you and I think that that's a joke but I think if we all keep that in mind really really keep that in mind when we're we're on the internet when we're in this space when we're on youtube or all these social media platforms keep that in mind because as much of it as much of it as much as it is a joke it's also serious so keep your kids off youtube keep your kids off youtube Uh, and if you don't want to see some questionable stuff maybe stay off youtube yourself uh or i can promise you you're not gonna find any questionable stuff on go tell it to the walls channel so just search, go tell It the wall, subscribe, and really just watch our videos. You'll be all set if you, if you if you need to get your YouTube fix. Uh, and there's going to be new content going up for the channel. Because especially, I was just telling my wife the other day, I'm like, it's so hard to push to YouTube because a lot of stuff, every, just about everything that's on YouTube right now is also on Facebook. Uh, and it's also on the website. So it's hard to really push people like, oh, you saw this here. Go see it here now. And it's like, all right. So we got new content coming up there um, on that same note of YouTube. Uh, so, you know. Just go there, subscribe, uh, or subscribe to Give Me Motion or Merry Doodles. I can assure you there will be no questionable content on those channels. Uh, do not subscribe to that Jake Paul kid because that kid needs to be kicked in the head. We've talked about that previously. If you're new to the podcast, go back, listen a few episodes back, and I'll inform you of the uh, the ridiculousness of Jake Paul and and which isn't surprising to me because we put the Orange Menace in the White House, you know. So of course people like this idiot kid. Jake Paul that that really just causes a ruckus and thinks it's funny and none of his none of his stuff makes sense. Maybe I'm just too old, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I don't want to be a kid thinking that shit's funny. I don't because it's not funny. All right, a little more social, a little bit more social here, Wall fans. Uh, <laughs> here's where we get a little serious. Here's where we get a little. Se- I mean, YouTube is serious. Keep your kids off YouTube. But it's kind of funny, you know. But we're gonna get serious here. Uh, and th- the thing that has entertained me the most over the past few days. It's Christmas at the White House. Christmas at the White House. So the wife of the Orange Menace. I'm not even going to say her name. Uh, former former nude model wife of the Orange Menace. I think that's how we'll just refer to her from now on. Uh, former nude model wife of the Orange Menace decorated the White House for the holidays, for Christmas. Let's call it what it is. They did Christmas decorations. Because uh, in this country, if, if the White House were to put, uh, you know, a menorah on the front, on the, on the, the, the what, what is that, the West Lawn or the Rose Garden, wherever that is, like, yeah, yeah, the South would, the South would rise again, they would rise again, I mean, Barack Obama wasn't even able to do that, can you imagine if the Orange Menace tried to, you know, have a multicultural Christmas decoration at the White House, oh, God forbid, God forbid, all his alt-right friends would uh, certainly riot, they would certainly riot, so it's called, what it is it, Christmas decorations at the White House, Um, and this is something that I can't really show you because this is a podcast. Even on live feed, I'm not even going to bother showing you this. If you haven't seen it, just Google it. Just Google it. Uh, and in fact, I'll give a little love to Board Panda here because they had some of the best instances of, because what's happened is they tweeted out some photos from the White House. And I'm going to tell you, for those of you out there that are Stranger Things fans, it looks like Upside Down Christmas. It's freaking Upside Down Christmas. Uh, (laughs) It's upside. There are chips and salsa, Jen. (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes the live feed (laughs) throws me off because I see a funny joke. Uh, There are chips and salsa, Uh, but what's happened is, if if you're familiar with Stranger Things, it looks like Christmas in the Upside Down. I mean, I'll tell you, if I was walking by this particular hallway that they tweeted a photo of. Wouldn't walk down it uh, because it's a little bit Stranger Things. It's also a little bit The Shining. I mean, it's really just out of hand. Uh, So I encourage you, if you're interested in this, check out Board Panda. Just go to Board Panda and look up uh, the White House Christmas decorations. Wow, they even listed as Christmas. They're not even trying to pretend that it's like holiday decorations. We don't care about all of your other holidays. We only care about Christmas here. Uh, But somehow there's a war on Christmas. The freaking White House has Christmas decorations, but there's a war on Christmas because Starbucks isn't putting Jesus Christ on a on a on a uh, Starbucks cup. And on that note right now, Wall fans, if you're not aware of this, if you're not aware aware of this, just, I just and you should be. You should be because I learned this as a kid. If you're not aware of this, as, we're getting tangented here now and Bridget's not on the live feed yet so she can't keep me in line. If you're not aware of this, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. You know that whole little saying, Jesus is the reason for the season, you know, and keep Christ in Christmas and all this other stuff. Yeah, you know what historians found out so, 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 so long ago? Jesus, the Jesus Christ in the Bible, Jesus was actually born in the spring. He wasn't born in December. What? What do you mean he wasn't born in December? But we celebrate Christmas in December. You know why we do it? Because many, 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 many years ago, some marketing person marketing person, realized that they could do this in conjunction with the winter solstice and then commercialize the shit out of it. Uh, so all of you out there that are freaking out, Jesus is the reason for the season. Keep Christ in Christmas. Uh, yeah, Maybe, maybe take up that mantle in April when we're all going crazy about a bunny rabbit running around giving eggs to kids, because that's actually when Jesus was born, and that's making a mockery of what Christians think was the crucifixion. Like it just—it blows my mind. The war on Christmas. No, it, the war. There is no war on Christmas because Christmas actually shouldn't be a religious holiday. It shouldn't be. It should not be a religious holiday. Catholicism created this Advent season around it. But it shouldn't actually be a religious holiday. Think about that, wall fans. Think about that. It started as a pagan holiday, the, the winter solstice. Think about that. Don't even get me started on Halloween. Oh, oh. People trying to throw really. we got to throw religion at everything. Everything's got to have religion. Next thing you know, keep Christ in New Year's Eve. Yeah, because Jesus really is concerned about my champagne drinking for a night. Makes sense. Um, all right, let's... Let's move along here, but do check out that board panda article. Um, there's some awesome ones. I did enjoy. Uh, there's actually there was a, someone made a Stranger Things poster out of it, uh, and there's also <laughs> uh, there's also one with a White Walker in it. So check that out. Board panda. Really, you can probably Google it anywhere, but I happen to be looking at the awesome social media response on board panda. Um, and, and and just forget the war on Christmas. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That, that would actually be the keep. Maybe we do need Jesus in new year's. We're getting a comment here. Jesus, who did I wake up with? That would be the new year's. Uh, so it's new year's day. Keep Jesus in new year's day. Uh, so that you cause you kind of wake up the next morning. Jesus, who did I just wake up with? I can proudly say I've never, uh, never woken up and saying, who did I just wake up with? <laughs> I kept myself, uh, I can't say I kept myself pretty clean in my younger days, but that was one that I avoided. Um, All right. Mm. I just, I just, I. This is one that's been killing me. And it's been killing me for a few days now. Uh, And it's the freaking orange menace again. It is the freaking orange menace. So a couple days ago, he was supposed to have a meeting with uh, some Democrats, some Democrats, Democratic senators, which I hate because I'm so sick of the Democrat Republican thing. In fact, I saw an article today. Millennials would really love to see a third party. You know what I'd love to see? And I'm not a freaking millennial. I would love to see no parties, no parties, not a bunch of tools sitting there in Washington, D.C. just following whatever their little party says they should do, even if it means people die. Literally, that's what we're looking at right now with the tax plan. Even if it means people will die, we got to follow the Republican Party because that's what we do. We're Republicans. Get the fuck out of here. You know, get, just get out of here. I'm so sick of that stuff. So we don't need a third party. We need no parties or have your stupid little parties, but give respect to people that just have ideas and passion. You know, hashtag have passion wall fans. And you know what? More importantly, they should have is common fricking sense. That's what I care about more than a stupid party, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever, whatever. Which brings me to my next point, because what happened was, Uh, The Orange Menace decided to get up that morning the morning before he was supposed to have that meeting that afternoon And basically tweeted out, I'm having this meeting today uh, Nothing's going to get done So the senator said, well if nothing's going to get done, we're not going to come to the meeting So essentially the other day what we saw, we saw politics Important politics for this country, policy for this country Playing out on a freaking social media platform That's what we saw this week That is exactly what we saw In addition to that The orange menace proceeded to tweet out questionable videos, videos that could literally anger entire countries and entire cultures around the world without a care in the world. He just doesn't care. He's sitting there on his gold fucking toilet, taking a shit in the morning and tweeting out bullshit like this. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. And he's completely unhinged. I can't take it anymore. The guy's completely unhinged. And he's constantly threatening people, just threats come out on his Twitter and he's abusing Twitter. And here's what brings me to my next, my next question point, whatever you want to call it with Twitter. Remember a a week ago, month, a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, Rose McGowan got suspended from Twitter for doing some questionable things on Twitter. And everyone went crazy on Twitter and said, we're going to boycott Twitter. We're going to boycott Twitter for a day. We're going to boycott and no one's going to get on Twitter for a day. Well, I have two questions right now. Question number one is to Twitter. The orange menace has clearly violated your terms and conditions many times over and has still not been suspended. And we know that's because you want the clicks on your stupid little app and your stupid little website. So you're going to let the guy just be completely unhinged on your social media platform because you want the clicks. You want the follows. You want all this other stuff. Whatever. My next question is, We all freaked out and everyone went crazy because Rose McGowan was suspended for a little while from Twitter, which is, I completely agree. We should boycott. When you want things to happen, that's what you do. You protest and you boycott. My question is, when are we going to boycott Twitter until they remove the orange menace? When is that going to happen? Because that's what I'm waiting for. I don't need the president, the president, finger quotes, of the United States of America Working through policy and politics on a social media platform. Completely unacceptable. That is completely unacceptable. And if you think that's acceptable, you're either 22 years old or you need to check yourself. Because it's not. It's just not acceptable. The orange menace as a whole is not acceptable. But unfortunately, we got to live with this idiot until he starts the next nuclear war and we're all freaking dead. We're all just going to be dead. (laughs) All right. There's a little ranting on the social social side. Um, So let's get into a little TV, film, and books. Jen you're going to I think Jen I feel are you ooing the the boycott of Twitter until they get rid of the orange menace because I feel like you could also help you and I should should get the uh get the ball rolling on that uh because I feel like you could you could get a big push on that uh I'm talking with the live with the live feed which happens from time to time, if you're only listening on the podcast, uh, just bear with us as we're doing that because sometimes good content comes through. Uh, more importantly, Chris or Bridget gets on there to keep me in line, and Chris gets on there to to feed me facts, also keep me in line, but to also feed me facts. Oh, you know what? Let's before I get into TV, film, books is coming up next. Before I get into that, let's uh, let's give a little shout out to the beer this week. I've got a nice little little tasty brew from Golden Road Brewing Company, and it would be the Wolf Among Weeds IPA. Wolf Among Weeds, IPA. I'm showing it to the live feed there. If, you, if you're if you an IPA fan and you haven't had this one, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is a true, just like, it's almost like a double IPA. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of those that come out. It, it's got that kind of flavor. It's, it's definitely a little stronger. It's an 8%. Um, it, it's an 8%. So Jen is going to help me push for the boycott of Twitter until we get rid of Orange Menace. Uh, but it's an 8% IPA, so do be be careful. Because this is—it's on the stronger side of the IPAs. It's not up there like the nines and some of those other ones, uh, but it is very tasty. Uh, and especially if you live in Southern California, I'm not sure. I wish. Oh. My, my cousin was on a little while ago uh, who, who's a beer buyer in the Midwest. I don't know if Golden Road has made its way kind of out of California just yet. Uh, and apologies to all of you that follow and try to get the beer. I didn't have time this week to to post what beer we were having. Uh, but nonetheless, check it out. Wolf Among Weeds IPA. It Really, if you're an IPA fan, if you're not an IPA fan, you're not going to like it. Uh, it's a little strong, and it is a bit of a nod to Los Angeles. Golden Road is uh, Golden Road is a los angeles brewery they were they were bought a couple years ago uh but they are still keeping things local uh as well so um, i like to support golden road uh and i thoroughly enjoy the wolf among weeds ipa so check it out if you're an ipa fan i'm enjoying it just be be aware it's a little strong as you can tell we're getting a little tangented uh, through the entirety of this episode oh but it's a nice beer it's a tasty one it's a tasty one all right let's get a little tv film books I basically have TV this week with a little bit of film. And let's get into a little bit of film. There's been some back... back sometimes, sometimes my lips move faster than my head. This is a problem I've had since I was a kid. It used to get me in trouble. Still gets me in trouble. Uh, however, a week or two ago, a, a little film called Coco came out from the Walt Disney Company. I'm not going to get into my feelings about it because I know a lot of people of Latin descent, uh, specifically Mexican descent, uh, because I believe it, it's really geared Mexican, not just overall Latin, Hispanic uh, cultures, uh, have, have really been very proud of the movie, been very happy with it and everything else. Uh, so I'm not going to get into how I feel about the mouse really raping uh, cultures from, from all over the place and then monetizing them. We'll leave that alone for now because I've talked about that in the past and how the mouse just loves to steal cultures and monetize it, you know, because really it, that's the ridiculous thing too. It's it, like it, it's it. this is a spiritual religious thing and they're monetizing it. Like think about that. And people, people don't remember that a few years ago when Disney was kind of in process to work on a Day of the Dead movie, they actually tried to patent. I kid you not, Wall fans. They actually tried to patent copyright, not patent, copyright dia de la muertas they tried to copyright a cultural symbol dia de la muertas now they got some backlash because it was like dude you cannot copyright a culture uh it doesn't work that way i'm sure many people have tried but and of course the mouse tried but you're not able to do it uh, so, uh, so I respect everyone that loves seeing their culture in this film. I'm not going to speak on that. I, I don't appreciate the mouse stealing culture and monetizing it. I, I don't care what culture it is. I don't. I don't. You know, if they're going to put out a St. Patrick's Day movie, you're then you're going to hear from me a little bit. You're going to hear from me a little bit. You're just you're going to hear. You know. Uh, but putting that aside, there was a little bit of outrage when Coco came out. I believe it came out a week ago, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Someone on the live feed helped me out. Chris probably knows right offhand. He's in the biz. Uh, I. A week or two ago, it came out, and it's a Pixar film. And if you're familiar with Pixar films, they used to—they used to—and they still kind of do. But they used to be really just innovative. They did these Pixar shorts before Pixar films. Well, for Coco, they didn't do a—they kind of did a Pixar short. It's an animated short, uh, and it's a Frozen holiday short. Finger quotes are coming out because what I've been reading is it's about 22 minutes long which is not a short that, that I, I, I mean, I guess you can consider that's not a short, uh, especially when you're going to an animated film, most likely with kids. Um, <laughs> now I'm getting, it. so St. Patrick's day is St. Patrick's day movie is automatically drunk princess. Uh, I wish I had to come back to that, but you were probably 100% right. And there's, there's my buddy, Matt joining. Uh, he's going to have some fun with that as well. One of my Irish brethren, um, so anyway this this short that came out that played in front of Coco 22 minutes long it's a frozen short uh, with Olaf, the the snowman from from the original Frozen movie. Uh, if you're not familiar with it if you have kids, I recommend watching it if you don't have kids, don't waste your time. The music is really terrible uh, and the film is really just not that great. The only thing great about it is it's not all about a princess trying to find uh, <laughs> a, not a princess trying to find uh, love. it's it's a heroic princess as opposed to like oh I'm all about trying to find Prince Trump which I do really appreciate um which and there's been other ones like that that just don't kind of don't get the same respect but what's ridiculous about this is the backlash has just been off the charts nobody has liked this frozen uh thank you November 22nd was Coco Chris there's my fa- that's who feeds me facts and who keeps me in line is Chris uh November 22nd Coco came out oh which was a couple weeks ago oh, week? yeah so it is like a week ago uh, this, 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 what happened? I got a one year old at home. I got st- stuff going on in the studio all the time. I can't keep track of things. Uh, however, like I said, huge outrage from this because no one wants to go in when they're going to see a movie and see a 22 minute short in front of that movie, especially when it's really coming out that this was pretty much a blatant cash grab. What a surprise! A blatant cash grab from the Walt Disney Company. Oh my God, <laughs> you know, uh, to try and sell Christmas gifts, try and sell product for Frozen. You know, uh, and, and most of us out there are smart enough to see through this. If you're not smart enough, I'm going to tell you this is what you need to see through right now because everything Disney does it revolves around sales of product. Sales of product and tickets to their park, you know, as much as they – which is fine. But if we, we all need to be aware of that and, and not be brainwashed, you know. The porgies, the goddamn porgies. I'm going to start seeing those freaking things all over the place. I'm sure someone's going to send me one for Christmas because I can't stand these stupid Porgy things. I'm just kidding. I really, it's, it's just a blatant cash grab. You know, I always, I always joke about it and I'm like, ah, no Porgies. I, I don't care. It's just, it's a blatant cash grab and it's a double standard. It's a double standard. Ewoks are so terrible, but these stupid fake little penguins, oh God, those are great. What's the freaking difference? What's the freaking difference? Um, it's peddling magic. They do peddle a lot of magic, Uh, Matt, I can't disagree with you on that one. All right, moving along, Stranger Things 2, that's right, I told everyone a couple weeks ago, I was like, stop spoiling Stranger Things 2, I haven't had a chance to watch it, I got a daughter at home, Uh, my wife and I just last night finished up the ninth episode of Stranger Things 2, I'm not gonna spoil anything, Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and spoil things for everyone that hasn't seen it. if you yes if you shave an Ewok, that's true you know what I'll tell you I will appreciate the porgies if we go to find out that they are just shaved down ewoks I'm kind of down with that uh, stranger things too anyway got through episode nine and I'm not gonna spoil anything like I said uh, and and I enjoyed it I really liked it and I'm enjoying stranger things I'm enjoying uh, kind of the character development and everything else uh, there's one thing that I, I finished episode nine and I'm kind of I'm sitting there and uh, and and I'm like you know I, I enjoy this and i get it i don't see it as like groundbreaking everyone is obsessed with it and it's like no it's it's very good um it moves very very slow very very slow and especially in comparison to my current favorite show which is Mr. Robot like so slow the things moving uh, which is which is fine i enjoy it i just and maybe it's just me um because i get the nostalgia and everything else and you know and 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 i get that and i enjoy the nostalgia and everything else and I think it's good. I just don't think it's as good as kind of everyone's saying it is. I think it's a little bit overrated. Not to say it's bad and it's overrated. I'm just, I, I just, I can't get behind and say this is like the greatest show ever. No, it, like it's good, it's good. You know, but I, I've seen better shows. Um, that being said, I'll watch Stranger Things three when it comes out. Um, but that was the other thing was was my wife turned to me and she's like. Because, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're, we're watching the last episode, and she's like, what's going to happen? And then she's like, without spoiling anything, she's like, they can't just continue to do that season. And it this didn't happen. Um, but what she was talking about, she's like, they can't just do that every Like, it's going to get stale. And I was like, it's already getting a little stale. Like, you know. So, yeah, go watch it. I, I recommend it. Uh, I just, I don't get the ridiculous hype over it Uh, but I will tell you one thing after watching stranger things 2 as opposed to the first season my absolute favorite character on the show is steve i think steve is a super super underrated character on that show and i'm thoroughly enjoying him he kind of came off as a douche in season one uh, and then gradually kind of became better and better and better and and without spoiling anything that kind of continues in season two Uh, which i don't even think i'm spoiling anything because it's funny i was seeing like like articles and and photos and memes and stuff and even the uh what are the, uh the pop things the the big head things chris helped me out the big head pop things that they they make like movie characters and stuff uh, there was a set of those that was Steve and another character from stranger things and i was like why is there a set and then I was, oh that's why they made a set okay so it's it's hard not to see some of the spoilers just like walking dead where that's forever going to be remembered on this show as the uh as the uh, the one time that I uh, his hair is epic. I can't disagree with that. Funko, thank you, Funko. The Funko uh, those Funko figures. But it's forever. Uh, Walking Dead will be will be my shame uh, for spoiling something that that really from a show that I don't even watch, but somehow I managed to spoil to some of the Wall fans out there. Yeah, it happens. Uh, moving along, we got more TV. Lost so much TV this week. Uh, so, I found a new show, which is somewhat new, new to me, um, and somewhat new overall. And it's a new Hulu original series called Future Man. Future Man. Uh, and this is from the ridiculously raunchy minds of Seth Rogen and uh, Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. There's so many Goldbergs uh, in Hollywood. And I really don't mean that as like a slight or joke. It's just like I confuse them with you. Have, you have Adam Goldberg and Adam F. Goldberg, and you have. Uh, Ah, one of one of uh, will will Farrell's partners is a gold uh, but it's Evan Goldberg who's worked with Seth Rogan on, on many many things in the past uh, I think he he worked on this is it with him which makes sense um, because this is truly truly a uh, and Bill Goldberg's a wrestler uh, truly a raunchy, raunchy, raunchy Hulu original Um, and if you're into raunchy comedy uh, I I highly recommend it. It stars Josh, Josh Hutcherson um, it also has Eliza Coop, who was on a fantastic ABC show, ABC show called Happy Endings. Uh, I very much enjoyed her on that show. She's very good in Future Man. It's also got some, some awesome guest appearances, including who I, I do this every time. I blank on his damn name. He is, is one of my favorite character actors of all time, and he's, he's the glasses-wearing kid uh, from Freaks and Geeks. Somebody's going to help me out on that one as well. He makes a little appearance in it. So it's awesome. I recommend it, but I will warn you, it is very raunchy. Uh, it, it's definitely not something to watch with your kids. Uh, and and my wife, who's a big Seth Rogen fan, actually lived next door to Evan Goldberg uh, many, many years ago before they were all huge. Uh, and and uh, she was like, yeah, we'll watch it. And we got halfway through the first episode, and then we kind of turned it off, I think, to go to bed or something. And, and later that night, she was like, yeah, you can go ahead and watch that one without me. You know, we had like My wife and I have shows we watch together, and then we have shows that, like, I don't need to watch it with you. Like, she's probably out watching one of those dancing shows right now uh, while I'm here in the studio because that's what she does because I don't really care to watch the dancing shows. Uh, But she was like, you can go ahead and watch that one. And sure enough, it just continued to get raunchier. Uh, Without spoiling anything, I will give you fair warning. Uh, There's a lot of male full frontal nudity, uh, very prosthetic Nudity, but nudity nonetheless. Uh, which brings me to my extra, which the extra weird kind of screwing with me uh, with my mind was uh, Josh Hutcherson, who is the star of this 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 Hulu original series, um, who actually was a child star, and he's still very young. And if you're not familiar with Josh Hutcherson, he was in uh, Hunger Games. He's he's not uh, he's not Thor's brother. He's the other main guy in Hunger Games, uh, the smaller one. and I don't mean to say he's small. I just mean Like Thor's brother, uh, and the actor who plays Thor, his brother is uh, is rather large, beefy individual. Uh, But I actually crossed paths with Josh Hutcherson many, many years ago when I was working at Disney, uh, specifically at Radio Disney. He was in a little movie called Firehouse Dog, direct a, a non-theatrical, I always still say direct-to-video, but I try not to, non-theatrical movie called Firehouse Dog, uh, and he came in the studio and we did an interview. I didn't actually interview him. I ran the interview, interview from the studio uh, for one of the hosts that was actually interviewing him from another freaking state and city uh, and, and and got to know him and his father when they when he was very young, when he was very young. So it was extra fun. Like, Hunger Games was one thing, uh, but it was extra weird and funny to see the, this this. Guy that I knew as a little kid, starring in a very, 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 very kid movie—not *Hunger Games*—as *Firehouse Dog* and some other. He was in a lot, many other things uh, as a kid before *Hunger Games*. And then to see him in this extremely raunchy comedy on Hulu—it's just—it was one of those weird kind of messing with my mind type things uh, to to see this, you know. Which I'm sure many people deal with just all the time when 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 you know some you knew someone as a kid and then they grew up to you know I mean. Let's let's think about it. Like you know, somebody knew Kevin Smith as a kid. <laughs> that's you know, that's a fart and and stoner joke. Someone knew Seth Rogen as a kid, or James you know James Franco. These guys putting out these ridiculous or what was ah oh, what was that guy's name? Ah, like, oh, blanking on it now. The guy from Freddy got fingered. That was like popular for a couple years there in the nineties. Uh, super gross. Um, one thing I failed to talk about. I think it's the past two weeks, and that would be Mr. Robot. I didn't fail to talk about Mr. Robot because I'm obsessed with it, and I've talked about it many times, uh, but I did not mention that they are going, I mentioned it a little bit, but they have continued to go all in on The Orange Menace. Uh, really just kind of backdoor insults throughout. Tom Green, thank you, Jen, uh, and Laura, thank you. Tom Green was the gross one. I think he's Canadian, uh, but somebody knew that guy's a kid. Uh, anyway, Mr. Robot, they're going all in on the orange menace to the point where there was a scene uh, two episodes ago where a couple guys are at the Mar-a-Lago resort, and it's extra crazy because the timeline and this isn't spoiling anything in Mr. Robot. Like you can go see, watch Mr. Robot doesn't matter. The timeline on Mr. Robot, it's actually still 2015. Barack Obama in Mr. Robot right now in Mr. Robot, Barack Obama is still president in the timeline. So I am so eager to see how much further they're going to go with just going all in on the orange menace. Um, and it's amazing. And the I have a feeling it's going to create some conspiracy theories as well, which I'm okay with because I think conspiracy theories are hilarious. Uh, until they become hurtful to people, you know, like victims of mass shootings and stuff like that. Like, you know, that I'm not down with those conspiracy. I'm not really not down with any of them. I think it's funny um, when it's the other conspiracy theories, you know, like ridiculous stuff, Like like what this would be. You know, oh, my God, the, the Chinese government put uh, put the orange menace into power. That's actually not something I should joke about right now because that might have been what warsha was doing. But on the show, it's, you know, the conspiracy theorists will come out on stuff content from the show. It'll be interesting. Um, all right, one more thing that I put into – I left this in the TV, film, and books section. It really could have gone – Really in multiple sections, including common sense. Uh, and, and I'm not going to get into more of the net neutrality stuff, but I do want to point this out. So Comcast, about a week or two ago, when all the net neutrality stuff was was really hitting the fan. All of it was hitting the fan. Uh, they came out and they said, we, we will never throttle. We will never slow down speeds to any particular sites or apps or any of that stuff. Uh, but they were supporting the, the end of net neutrality. They wanted to get rid of net neutrality despite the fact that they were promising to not do those things. Well, since that came out, FCC came out and they said they are going to end net neutrality in the spring. And once FCC announced that, Comcast came out and they backtracked on, on, they completely deleted their posts and backtracked on saying that they're not going to throttle, they're not going to slow down speeds, and they're not going to charge for certain sites. Backtracking on it. And without getting into too much detail, I encourage all of you out there that are concerned about net neutrality, uh, and if you're not concerned about net neutrality, you should be, unless you don't use the internet, Uh, but if you don't use the internet, you're not seeing this, you're not hearing this, you're not getting any of this shit, so uh, if you're seeing this, hearing this, doing any of this, interacting with me, with the podcast, you should be freaking concerned about net neutrality ending, because it shouldn't end, and it hopefully won't end, there's going to be riots in the streets, uh, but we'll see what happens, it's just interesting that these, you know, of course, the big companies, the big corporations, the big cable companies. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do anything. Oh, we're going to be able to do stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Backtracking. Backtracking. Every freaking time. Every time. All right. Let's move on to some music. I have a little bit of a shout out here. I ha- Well, I have two shout outs. I have a shout out here. And this is a weird one. Because I am still grappling with this. Now, I'm not really grappling with it morally or anything else, but I mentioned this at the end of the episode a couple weeks ago because of all the stuff that's coming out with molestation, Roy Moore in Alabama, sexual harassment, you know, Orange Menace, Matt Lauer, Harvey Weinstein, everybody. Charlie Rose. Jesus, the list goes on and on. Russell freaking Simmons. just He freak. Called him out last week for being an asshole, and sure enough, he was even more of an asshole than we thought. Hmm, what a surprise. Rich guys being assholes. What a surprise. Uh, but I did mention at the end of one of more recent episodes uh, the, the great musician Michael Jackson. We're removing Harvey Weinstein's name from all these credits and everything else and removing all these people from everything else But we haven't removed Michael Jackson from all his stuff. Uh, Again, I'm not sitting here and saying we should, uh, but I do just want to point out that today, November 30th, 2017, is actually the 35th anniversary of still to this day the number one selling album of all time, and that would be Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is a fantastic album. Um, And full disclosure to all of you out there, I was listening to a little bit of Michael Jackson before I got in the studio uh, this evening man in the mirror helps me prepare and focus uh, and that's just uh, that's true he wasn't guilty but but Jen here and I'm getting this on the live feed which which I can I can get behind but we don't know that any of these other people are guilty just yet either that's my point that's my point that's my point We don't know that any of these other people are guilty we don't know. We we think he wasn't guilty, but he might have been guilty. You know, we we don't have any proof on that. And as much as many of us that many of us that have been uh, many of us that have been in the industry for a long time have known that Harvey Weinstein was a creep, not to the extent that we have now found out that John Lasseter was a creep. You know, we knew these things, but we we still don't know the extent. You know, so that would be the difference. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that we should remove Michael Jackson from things, but it's something to think about. It's, again, a little bit of another double standard, you know? Uh, but I do want to give the shout-out in respect to the, be- the number one selling album still to this day of all time uh, is Thriller, and it's a fantastic album. Uh, another thing on music, uh, this is another one that I can't show to all of you on the live feed, or especially if you're only listening on the podcast, but I encourage you to check this out. Maybe we'll get this one posted, too the facebook page uh of course if if you're new to the podcast you may not be aware but if you've been listening for a long time you know that i have a little bit of an obsession with punk rock and especially southern california punk rock and especially a little bland band called blink 182 among others well the great dj state steve eoki aoki eoki aoki <laughs> had a birthday party uh less a little less than a week ago and of course uh 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 Jeez, Travis and Mark are good friends with Steve Aoki. They have been for a long time. Uh, I imagine Matt Skiba is as well because he's running those circles as well. Uh, So, of course, they were at his birthday party. Well, they decided to do an impromptu performance of What's My Age Again. And that video is floating around on the Internet. So if you are a crappy punk rock fan like myself, a Southern California punk rock fan like myself, check it out. It is very enjoyable, uh, and I am thoroughly... Jealous of Steve Aoki for having those guys just in his house. I assume it was his house. I'm not sure if it was his house. It's in, it looks like a big mansion. I assume it's Aoki's house. Uh, but to have them in, in in his house playing What's My Age Again for his birthday. Which, personally, nowhere near my favorite Blink-182 song. Uh, it is kind of their better known song because it made them blow up in the uh, uh, the the they're, they, they made them blow up in 1999. I mean, the MTV TRL and all this other stuff. Uh, so it's not my favorite, but I get, and especially, uh, <laughs> I've talked about sombrero on the, uh, sombrero is still there actually, Matt. Uh, I've talked about sombrero as well on the podcast. Uh, but what's my age again? I'm sure they did it because it was a birthday party, birthday party, birthday party. I don't know personally. I don't know what my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite Blink One Eighty Two song. I'll, I'll put it out there right now. It's Eminem's. It's Eminem's. It's Eminem's. If you grew up in San Diego in the 80s, in the well, eighties, nineties, uh, came out in the nineties. Eminem's is probably your favorite song. It was the first single that came out on ninety one X in San Diego. Uh, but I'm a little jealous. What's my age again? What's my age again? <laughs> uh, and one more thing on music. One more thing on music. I have another big announcement. If You may already know if you're following them on the social platforms and all the good stuff, and that would be the great band, Give Me Motion. Give Me Motion. They have another tour coming up, not their own tour. This is not the Give Me Motion tour like we had months and months ago that I kept talking about every week and giving you dates that were happening that particular weekend and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but Give Me Motion is going on tour uh, with a couple of other performing acts. Uh, he's going to be opening uh, for a couple other acts 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 why does that sound like acts a couple other musical acts i can't pronounce that correctly uh and they're gonna be touring around the country really not every city um and and maybe we'll go ahead and try to we'll we'll go ahead and share the tour schedule on the facebook page um jen i get it with michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Um, I'm not going to debate Michael Jackson right now. Uh, but it is something to consider with Michael Jackson and, and his past. Um, uh, So what we'll do is we'll share those tour dates on the Facebook page, maybe on the Twitter, maybe on the the website, whatever it might be. Uh, But if you're interested, before we get those up, just look up GiveMeMotion, GiveMeMotion.com on Facebook and all those other things. I know they're going to Austin. I know they're going to Houston. uh, And there's a bunch of others that I I can't remember offhand. I didn't write them all down. We'll go ahead and post it uh, so you guys can... Can can catch up with Give Me Motion. I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out Give Me Motion. Uh, and, and I can't remember the other acts that he's playing with, uh, but they are also very good acts. Uh, so, so check that out. Alright, we're going to move into a little bit of sports. Sports this week is interesting. Uh, very interesting. Because I, I don't really have sports. But I put it into sports because it has to do with sports. I mentioned at the top of the show, this week is Jimmy V Week. Jimmy V which is short for Jimmy Valvano. Uh, he passed away from cancer in the 80s. Chris, this one, you got to help me on that one. No, 90. Ah, he passed away from cancer, uh, and he was the amazing coach of, of UNLV, Uni- University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, took them to the national championship uh, and won the national championship. Incredible coach. Incredible coach. Uh, incredible. Um, why is my thing not scrolling? Um an, an incredible coach and incredibly well respected within his field. Uh, and he, he got he unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer many, many years ago. Uh, and there's a, there's an award show that ESPN does called the ESPYs. And now it's a sports awards show, but they do give uh, they do give awards that aren't strictly sports based. they, they award an Arthur Ashe award at the ESPYs. And they also award the Jimmy V, Uh, perseverance award Uh, and back there was a time when jimmy v was going through cancer treatments actually not long before he passed away that he was at the espies receiving an award Uh, and this is what i'm getting to roundabout way of getting to it is i encourage all of you it 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 has to do with sports but not it's not all about sports do a little youtubing and just look up jimmy v espy speech I don't just encourage you. I don't implore you. Any of you out there listening, if you have not seen this speech, go watch it on YouTube. Uh, And because of that, they created the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. Now, we talk about charities on this podcast quite a bit uh, and and kind of their shady doings and where that money goes. I can assure you the uh, the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research is a good one. If you care about cancer research, give to the Jimmy V. Foundation. Um, and then there's another one, Stuart Scott, who was, in, was a sportscaster with ESPN uh, just a few years ago, received the Jimmy V. Award uh, and then, again, passed away a few months later. I encourage you also to look at his speech uh, and and understand the effect that cancer has on people, on families, and, and really... What these these men in particular went through, but really what many men and women have have to go through daily, um, just all around the world, uh, in our country, in in our neighborhoods, in our families. So I encourage you uh, to check those out, and uh, and if you cry a little bit, it's okay, it's okay, because I watch the damn thing at least once a year around this time of year, and I get a little teary every damn time. Um, all right, one more thing with sports. Uh, I'm not even gonna get into the details on this stuff man. We're just we're running out of time We're not even gonna get to tech. I'm gonna I'm saving all the tech for next week uh, And one more thing this weekend in the NFL is cleats for a cause this weekend uh, So again, I'm, I'm not telling you to go out and watch some football and all that good stuff But just do a little googling we'll share some of these It's hard to find a really just comprehensive list of all the different cleats but if you're not familiar with cleats for a cause all the players in the NFL this weekend uh, are given the opportunity to kind of go crazy. There's uniform requirements within the NFL; they're they're given the liberty to go, to go a little bit crazy um, and uh, and have decorated cleats, which end up being very, very artistic. They have artists that come in and they decorate these cleats, but what they do is it's called cleats for a cause because all of the decorations on any of these cleats uh, revolve around a charity or foundation or any, like, whatever it might be. It's all it's all support, in support of something. Uh, for example, uh, Brian Hoyer, it, it, his cleats are going to be in support of the ASPCA, uh, so he's helping to raise money uh, for... For the ASPCA, among many many others. So check them out. Really, it's twofold. Not only because they're raising money for good causes this weekend, uh, but also because the cleats are really cool. That like they get great artists to 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 paint on these cleats or do what I, I assume paint. Uh, I don't I don't know. They they make the cleats look cool. I am not an artist. I I, I paint with my voice. <laughs> I, uh, if my my Inktober would be smiley faces. I, I almost thought about doing that. Um, but check those out, uh, as, especially with, with all the bad stuff that's been going on in the NFL. This is kind of one weekend where we can just look at all of the players going out there in support of good causes. Why is this not scrolling on me? Thank you, 1993 Jimmy V died. Thank you. The, my my Facebook Live is not scrolling on me now. I don't know what's happening. Facebook changes something every freaking week. I had, like new buttons this week. Every, every week I come in here. Um, I've got a little bit of style this week. And I'm just going to do it real quick. Uh, So I got myself some new vans for my birthday. My wife hooked up some vans for me for my birthday as well as for my daughter for my birthday. Uh, So last, we went out on Black Friday, but we went to the van store, which is a freestanding van store here in uh, Los Angeles. So I didn't have to deal with malls and stuff. Uh, And I got myself a, a, well, not got myself. My wife got me a, a, a pair of the special edition Peanuts vans that just came out and the vans with the comic strips going across them. And then, of course, because my daughter needs to be brought up right with vans and have some vans to match her father, uh, she's got her own Peanuts comic strip vans. So we'll probably share some photos of those. I will warn everyone out there because I already had some friends like bugging me about, when are we going to get photos of you wearing them? Um, we've, got, we've got like a year or two because I, we bought them a little too big. We've got like a year until she's actually able to wear them. Um, all right, let me get through some of this. I'm going to do a little bit of tech because I've got some common sense that I want to talk a little bit about. Yes. So we're going to skip some of the tech, save for next week. Uh, one thing, let, let, let's fly through this. Let, let's see if we can do this like fast track style. All right. Google play music just came out with an announcement. If you were an Android user and, and you use Google play music on your Android phone, you know that they have this ridiculous feature where if you swipe on a song, it deletes. I thought it was just me that was constantly deleting my songs all the time, but apparently not, and people were in a bit of an uproar over it, and Google Play Music will be getting rid of the swipe to delete, which is good. Uh, Now, I always, quick to hit the undo, because it gives you the undo option underneath that, but who knows how many songs I've deleted over the few years that I've had an Android phone. Uh, Save, 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 save. Oh, I'm going to tell you, this is an important one right now, right now. If you're, in, if you're in the market for a new portable hard drive, you know, portable hard drive, I use a few of them. I back up all the podcast stuff, back up all my photos, not only to uh, to a, a central server here, but also to, to multiple hard drives. Uh, unfortunately, none of my external hard drives are SSD. If you're not familiar with SSD, it is solid state drive. Right now, right now, go to sandisk.com. They actually have their portable SSDs. On sale, and I looked at it today. 500 gigabyte SSD uh, from SanDisk portable SSD hard drive, 150 bucks. 150 bucks. It's actually cheaper prices than they even had on Black Friday. So check that out. I'm not going to get into details of an SSD, but if you do a lot of transfers and you do a lot of hard drive stuff, you want an SSD. I've got one on my computer. It is worlds better than the traditional hard drive. Uh, I also found. Uh, we're going to save that. We're going to save. I got so much tech. We're going to save it for next week. But let's get into a little bit of common sense here. I've got two common sense things that I saved from last week. and In fact, I'm going to get a little sip of of my uh, Golden Road Brewing Wolf Among Weeds IPA. All right. A little common sense to lay on you here. I read an article last week that really got me incredibly heated, and you're going to find out why. There's a new painkiller that was just developed by whatever drug maker developed this drug. And it is a painkiller to help prevent... Prevent overdoses from opioids because we have an opioid epidemic in this country and really around the world with people overdosing because they're pumping them full of freaking opioids. Well, you know what they developed to combat overdoses from opioids? Another fucking opioid. That's what they did. So, oh, people are overdosing on opioids. What should we do? Oh, let's develop another opioid where they overdose less. Uh, Hey, drug makers and developers and all this other stuff, let me let you in on a little secret. Let me just let me let you in on a little secret. We got this little thing in California and in some other states around the country. It's called medical marijuana. You know what's beautiful about it? Nobody overdoses. It's non-addictive. Kills pain. There have been multiple studies that it has helped with many, many, many other physical ailments but what do we do in this world and in this country we're going to put that marijuana to the side because we don't know how to make money off the marijuana yet we don't know how our drug companies can get rich off marijuana so we're going to create another opioid to combat the opioid crisis that's my hand hitting my forehead wall fans because i'm done i'm done with this one it's like what really this is this is your answer Let's open our eyes. Let's open our eyes. It's a country we live in, though. Um, all right, this is actually a carryover from last week that I didn't have time to get into, and I found this nice little article on Slate.com talking about how they should ban men's bathrobes. Ban men's bathrobes? That seems silly. i got a bathrobe in my, my bedroom right now. It's an awesome Deadpool hooded bathrobe. Here's the thing. Here's why they want to ban bathrobes. Because there's some stories that came out about Charlie Rose and Harvey Weinstein about how they had people in their rooms or in their houses and then they were wearing robes. And maybe let those robes open because they weren't wearing anything underneath them. I thought this Slate.com article was a joke. It's not. They are dead serious that men shouldn't wear bathrobes. Okay. So I can't have my Deadpool bathrobe that I like that I get out of the shower and put on and go to my bedroom and get dressed? I can't have that. No, that doesn't make sense. Think about it, wall fans. You know what does make sense? Maybe don't ban men's bathrobes. Maybe don't wear freaking robes in front of guests. Don't have guests over at your house and wear a freaking bathrobe. I have a bathrobe. I wear a bathrobe. I don't don't invite people over and go sit and have drinks in my living room wearing my freaking bathrobe with nothing underneath. I don't do it. I don't do it. Usually wear my bathrobe when my wife's home, my daughter's in her room, or you know whatever else. I it's, I use it like that's what it's for. But we got to ban men's bathrobes. <laughs> the war, the war on bathrobes. War on bathrobes. Which I get. I think we should ban creepy guys from wearing bathrobes in front of like people they're trying to sexually harass. But we don't need to ban all bathrobes. All right, I'm gonna save some more of this common sense. I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna go through. I got one. All right. Speaking of legal marijuana, legal marijuana. Big announcement came out today. Huge, huge announcement. I actually almost, almost texted one of my friends who lives in Colorado now. He's from California and he's obsessed with it. Uh, but I knew I'd be like the 50th person that was telling him because I was a little bit late to the game. In and Out is expanding to another state. Oh my gosh! Hashtag not all bathrobes. We just found a new podcast uh, hashtag. I'm I'm my, my thing's not scrolling. I wonder if I scroll. Oh my gosh! There we go, there we go. Okay. Uh, hashtag not all bathrobes. I like that. Apologies to those of you watching on the live feed. Uh, it was not scrolling on me, but but I'll I'll get I'll I'll catch up on. We'll be in contact later. Uh, but In and Out is moving to another state, and that would be the great state of Colorado. Very Christian company, which has nothing to do with this, It's just funny because I'm hoping, I'm hoping that their board of directors or whatever was sitting in a in a conference room and and they were saying, well, we got we're gonna expand to another state. What do you guys think? I don't know. What do you think would be a good state? Well, it's got to kind of be west. What's that state that just made marijuana completely recreationally legal? Colorado. Ooh, who loves In and Out, stoners? Beautiful. Move it to Colorado. Uh, brilliant idea. I'm a big In-N-Out fan myself. I don't know if it's because I'm from California. I get into. I don't even get into debates. I just everyone's like, I, I have I have relatives and friends from uh, from Te- Jen. You're on there from uh, Texas. Whataburger's so much better than In-N-Out. It's like I you know I don't know. I per- personally I prefer In-N-Out, but that's just me. Like I'm not I'm not. I don't think Whataburger's crap. You know I I don't. Um, I mean there's some crap out there. Uh, I also like White Castle. Like White Castle is crap. <laughs> if you've never had White Castle, it is crap. Uh, But I like it because I grew up with it. All right, we're going to save some more of that common sense for next week because we're actually going over time already. Uh, But I am saving that not all bathrobes. Hashtag not all bathrobes. God, I used to hate hashtags, but once we started doing a freaking podcast, it had to be hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag this, Uh, and especially hashtag common sense and hashtag. Oh, see, now I got another Texan on here. I probably got more Texans on here than I do. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting trash talking from Whataburger fans. I actually don't dislike Whataburger. i just prefer in and out to it but I, th- I think it really comes down to what you grew up with it's it's the chicago pizza versus new york pizza debate i chicago hands down for me chris is on here he's probably going to say uh, uh uh new york because he grew up in northeast um anyway it's the same thing but now it's moving to colorado uh so so stoners you're welcome and uh, enjoy your, uh, your in and out in Colorado. And all those, I know there's a lot of uh, California transplants that are going to be enjoying that as well. All right, I want to get into one more common sense thing, and this is something that happened yesterday, and I had to stop my wife from throwing this away. And this is me ranting a little bit because you know what? I've talked about this on the podcast before many times. I've talked about this on the podcast, and that is junk mail, the mail that you get. I end up The other day, I went to get my... Uh, Oh, see, Jen just likes it because you just like Whataburger because it looks like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and Chris is saying New York pizza. I know it's it's all what you, I get in this debate with my father. My father's from Boston. My mother's from Chicago. and Like, I spent more time in Chicago. Chicago my, and my father, same thing, New York. Uh, but anyway, we've talked about junk mail. In fact, the other day, I went to check my mail, and my mailbox was full, and I bring it up to my front porch. And what I do is I, I've said this before on the podcast. I sort through my mail so that junk mail doesn't even make it inside my house. I'm sorting through this mail. Big pile of mail. I didn't bring a single thing into the house. Not a single thing. It was entirely entirely junk mail. Well, yesterday, as I'm sorting through mail, I got something like this. And what makes me mad about this, junk mail is one thing where you're wasting paper and all this other stuff. And I'm telling you right now, there's an assembly person running for the assembly or something in, in in Los Angeles, Wendy Carrillo, you're not getting my vote. I don't even know what party you're in. I don't know where, you're, where you stand on anything. But the thing is, I get literally, literally three big cardboard things from her a day saying, vote for me. The one thing I do know about her is she's running on an environmental platform. How many trees did you kill for your stupid campaign? Don't, don't call yourself an environmentalist. Don't call yourself an environmentalist. Uh, anyway, my point with this one is you do get important stuff in the mail. That's why I have to sort through the mail, get rid of the junk mail, and pull your important stuff out. Usually, and it used to be, you could get through that pretty easily because you're like, well, here's here's a bunch of mailers, here's coupons. Like I pull that big stack of the coupons. I don't even look at it, I throw it away, go straight in the trash. But what they're doing now is making advertisements look important. And I'm holding it up for those of you that are only listening to the podcast, I'm holding it up for the live feed. I want to show you something I got from Spectrum yesterday. This came in my mail from Spectrum yesterday. Now I have Spectrum for internet. They're probably gonna cut me off, if they're I'm just kidding, they're not gonna cut me off. Have Spectrum for a minute. But the thing that got me about this is, in the open space on the envelope, there is probably a, what'd you call it, like inch and a half by one inch rectangle, red, solid red rectangle on it in white letters, it says official, open immediately. Official, open immediately. So I open the damn thing. I open the damn thing. Those of you watching on the uh, the Facebook live feed, it's an advertisement asking me to sign up for television. Official, open immediately, to sign up for television. Fucking cable television. Official, open immediately. Get the hell out of here, Spectrum. This almost made me wanna change my internet. And you know what else is ridiculous? Which I get, Which is fine with me. I have no problem with the fact that they do this because I live in a very Latin area of Los Angeles in Highland Park. However, my Spanish is not very good. My wife, no Spanish whatsoever. Uh, And not only did they send me something that says official in a big red box, uh, but they sent me something that I can barely read because it's in Spanish. Now, I grew up in San Diego, grew up in Southern California Took Spanish in high school I have many, many uh, friends that speak fluent Spanish I, 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 I really can read it But for the most part Why is this being sent to me? Why is this being sent to me? It's one thing, I don't mind getting this But you know what, this should be um, Well, yeah, that's Ricky, your last name's to me <laughs> See, m- my last name is O'Rourke that's the thing, and my wife's last name is O'Rourke, really looking at O'Rourke and I mean, if they sent this in Gaelic, I might be like, all right I get okay, it's O'Rourke no uh, someone Ricky Dominguez is on here he gets his in Spanish I like I, I, Dominguez, you know I kind of get it um uh, and especially and I and I do get it uh <laughs> I do get it because, like I said, I live in a very Latin area of Los Angeles um. So that part doesn't get me as much. What gets me is the big red letters that say official, open, immediately. And that shouldn't be allowed. That should not, it literally just, we have standards when it comes to marketing and when it comes to pushing out product and all sorts stuff. In fact, on social media, stars and influencers that have that are being paid by sponsors have to stipulate that on any kind of post. But Spectrum can send me Mail that looks threatening or extremely important, and it's just a freaking advertisement. I can't do it anymore, Wall fans. I, like, the, the junk mail, it kills me. The junk mail, and, uh, yeah, it's Spectrum. Bree, you must have jumped on. It's, it's Spectrum. Do you get those two, Bree? Um, which, again, I have Spectrum internet, uh, and I will never have cable television. Unless someone knocks on my door and says, hey, Uh, We got cable television for you for free. I'm never going to have cable television. I'm just not going to have it. I, I don't need it. I don't need it. I can't even get through. I couldn't even get through freaking Stranger Things until like last night. What do I need cable for? What do I need cable for? I just, I don't. I don't need cable. I enjoy my sports and I watch those on network channels or ESPN app or Fox Sports app. Like I don't need cable. So Spectrum, please stop sending me junk mail that makes me open it immediately. Uh, now, I know I'm being a little ridiculous, but these are the little things. You know, it's the same thing that I've talked about before with junk mail and how, like, you can't have a shopping bag at the grocery store because it's not environmentally friendly. It's it's a waste of resources. It is a, it's a waste of resources. I can get behind that. But if we're going to do that, let's do it. And let's stop sending out this junk mail, which is honestly using more resources, and wasting more money. More money. I know, it's funny. See, I've, I've, it's funny. People that have Spectrum on here are like, yeah, we only have the internet and they call us all the time for TV. They actually, uh, my wife got a phone call like a day or two ago and she felt bad and was like, ah, and just let the guy talk for a few minutes and she was like, um, well, so whats what you're offering me going to be the same price or less than what I'm paying now? And she said there was like a, a one minute pause and he's like, well, no. And she's like, well, I'm not interested. <laughs> it's like, that's basically my answer to it. Like, I'm not interested. If it, like, no, I, I don't need this. You know, it's like, it's like selling ice to eskimos. Like, we don't need this stuff. Um, all right, we're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, I went way over this week, and I actually didn't even get through all of the tech and stuff. I'm gonna have to sort through all this junk and get the hell where we are. Um, but men, women, wear your bathrobes proudly. Just don't do it in front of, like people that aren't your family or like your wife you know um and especially you don't need to uh you don't need to like there's no reason to be opening your robe like maybe i'll wear the deadpool robe uh for one of the podcasts see the good thing is if i'm wearing it if i'm wearing a robe for a podcast you guys are only seeing me waist up like i'm usually sitting here with no pants on anyway but you don't see it so it's okay so i can wear my deadpool robe Uh, i was also looking at some fun ridiculous Christmas sweaters, so we'll work on that for the Christmas, the highly, highly anticipated first annual uh, Go Tell Us The Wall Christmas special. All of that being said, don't forget, follow us Follow us uh, uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall. Also on Twitter at tell the wall pod uh, or at magic Muppet, which I always say, follow that one. If you're going to only follow one, follow magic Muppet. There's more going on in that one. It's terrible. Uh, I'm working on getting number one wall fan Darshan to basically handle at tell the wall pod. Um, no, <laughs> nine o'clock. Uh, yes. I, see, I reveal this and everyone's obsessed with them not wearing pants. Yes. I don't wear pants on the podcast or do I? You never know. Or maybe I'm wearing like leggings. You don't know. I own multiple pairs of leggings. Uh, but again, Twitter at Magic Muppet, at Tell the Wall Pod. Uh, also, search Go Tell It to the Wall on YouTube. If, for those of you that are just watching on the Facebook Live feed, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, or I Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell they call it now, Google Play Music. Uh, you can follow us on Podomatic, which is the host. Big shout-out to Podomatic. They do a great job of handling everything for us. Um, I actually own yoga pants, Matt. They're just not the tight yoga pants that women would wear. I my, my the, Probably the most expensive pair of pants. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to finish up the podcast and we'll get to that. Um, uh, of course, YouTube, follow that. More stuff coming up there soon. And... Of course, the hub, hub for everything uh, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com You can find everything on there, you can find photos You can email me, you can do all those good things On SeanO'RourkeLive.com uh, But of course, always make sure you share Make sure you subscribe, all those good things uh, You can reach Patreon through there Which we're still working on, so I'm not pushing it as much uh, But big, 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 big thank you To Chris and Bridget, who were our first Patreons uh, As well as Perry Freeze uh, who Who is a more recent Patreon And we'll give some bigger shout outs. I'm still sorting through all that good stuff so, WALL fans, thank you, as always, for joining on this fine Thursday night. Facebook fan, fan, Facebook Live Watchers don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll give you a couple more minutes. Uh, but, as always, thank you for listening. This has been episode 38 of Go Tells The Wall podcast. Uh, I am, as always, and, of course, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having that passion that all of you WALL fans have because we all need to have passion. But remember, WALL fans... No matter who you meet, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, and no matter why you do it, always, always, always use common sense.